You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, it's Keith Smith, Atlanta Falcons fullback, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. This is Jamon Bushrod, pro bowler, Super Bowl champion. You're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Jimmy Ward. You're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Packers wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scanling. It's the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hello, this is center Nick Martin for the Houston Texans, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Willie Gay Jr., Chiefs linebacker, and you're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Keith Kirkwood, wide receiver, number 19 for the Carolina Panthers, and you're uh, listening to the podcast of Pro Football Chase. Hey, everyone. It's Chris Wormley here, Steelers defensive lineman, uh, and you guys are listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up? It's Browns linebacker, Jacob Phillips, and we're live on the Chase Podcast. All right, what's going on, y'all? This is Shannon Southern, number 39 for the Green Bay Packers, and you're tuning in to Pro Football Chase. Let's go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Sides with you, and I got my co-host Jarrell Worthy on the line as we get ready for week five of the NFL season. Now, Jarrell, there is a lot to talk about in today's episode, considering the big news out of Washington, Dwayne Haskins is being benched in favor of Kyle Allen. Now, this was something that you and I discussed last week on the podcast because Ron Rivera came out in the press and basically called out Dwayne Haskins and said, hey, if he does not improve, my patience with him is going to eventually expire. And after four weeks, apparently Jarrell, he has grown impatient enough to go with Kyle Allen, who is familiar with that offensive system as they acquired him from the Carolina Panthers over the offseason. So, Jarrell, what are your first thoughts on learning the news of Dwayne Haskins benching? That you should have listened to your coach. I think at the end of the day, you should have came out and performed better. You know, obviously they played the Baltimore Ravens. You didn't go out there and expect him to, to light it up offensively, you know, but at the end of the day, you expect him to complete the passes that he was expected to complete and just put these put his offense in a position to score. You might not always score against, um, you know, obviously a, a team that went to the Super Bowl last year, but, you know, we're talking about, you know, a guy that, that's had a couple uh, of 
years of experience and and obviously the you know coach Rivera sees something in Kyle Lowling and and he wants to he wants to utilize that now you know Dwayne Haskins he's probably just had an opportunity and just got comfortable and so Kyle Allen is a guy that we got to go with moving forward and I'm excited to see how it's going to go. And the thing is, is that Haskins is coming off his first career 300-plus-yard passing game in the 31-17 loss to the Baltimore Ravens. And he set career highs in attempts with 45, 32 completions, 314 pass yards, a completion percentage of 71.1 in Week 4. But, Jarrell, the thing with Haskins and that many people in the scouting realms have discussed is that he often glares at his first read like it's a staring contest. He's out there eyeing his number one receiver, which in most cases is Terry McLaurin. That leads defenses to pick him off or go make the play on the ball, and so there's a lot of issues that Dwayne Haskins has yet to sort out. Eventually, it comes a time where in the NFL, if you're unable to start progressing in year two, he was a first-round pick, the 15th overall selection when Jay Gruden was the head coach. If he is unable to comprehend defenses, then he's going to see himself on the bench. Rivera warned him last week, and now he goes to Kyle Allen, who started 13 games for the Panthers from 2018 to 2019. He had 61.9 completion percentage, 250 pass yards per game, and a 19 to 15 touchdown interception ratio as a starter. Carolina went 6-7 and seven in those games. Here's another aspect to this, Jarrell, is Haskins not only is being benched, but he is being moved to the number three quarterback on the depth chart behind Alex Smith, who will now take on that backup role. So Ron Rivera clearly is not playing around here in this scenario. No, uh, he's really trying to light a fire under this kid. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins has to take it personally. Um, you know, you're a first-round pick. Guys believed in you. They think that you have the talent to come in. Uh, but to not be to be able to, to not progress – um, especially when you're talking about making the right reads as a quarterback, it's like, you know, obviously the, the, the interceptions you, you, you know, guys are going to go through those. Sometimes it, we can understand if you out there really trying to gun it and, you know, perform at a high level, but, you know, staring down receivers, I mean, that, that, that is just one-on-one as far as a quarterback, you know, when you were at Ohio state, they probably just didn't have the, the type of a uh, system created for him um, that had that moved along to, to progressing to uh, to the second and third read. You know, they were highly successful. And so, you know, I think it's just been a, a difficult time for him, especially uh, being in this offense. And Kyle Allen understands what Ron Rivera wants to come with, and he understands his voice. He understands how he he's going to approach the game offensively and defensively. So Kyle Allen is the guy. And, you know, obviously I, I, I hope that Alex Smith has an opportunity to come back, but you know, just with 2020 and during this pandemic, man, I don't know if I want to see that see that guy out there until he's 110% healthy, coming in with a clean slate and ready to lead the football team. The major outcry with this move, Jarrell, and a lot from Washington fans, which is surprising, is that they don't feel like Dwayne Haskins was given enough opportunities considering all the coaching changes he's gone through in Washington and the lack of offensive personnel, which I discussed last week too. So 
in your opinion, Jarrell, do you think it was a fair move considering really that Washington, outside of Terry McLaurin, they have Logan Thomas at tight end. Their run game is still trying to get going with J.D. McKissick, Antonio Gibson, the rookie, finally broke out against the Ravens. Do you think it's really fair to put it all on Dwayne Haskins' shoulders? Well, really, I just don't think this is the long-term move for uh, Ron Rivera. I just think that he's really trying to light a fire um, under Dwayne Haskins and try to get him, um, you know, highly motivated to compete in practice. Um, you know, when you're the number one uh, number one quarterback and things of that nature, you're a young guy. He probably just felt really comfortable and didn't understand that, you know, Ron, Ron Rivera comes from an old school style of way. Um, he, he's played the game at a high level. He understands he's coached the game at a high level, coach of the year. He understands what it, what it requires. And you can't necessarily uh, skip the process when it comes to Ron Rivera. And so, um, these other guys have approached the process the way in in a way of uh, the, that a pro is supposed to approach, and Dwayne Haskins Dwayne Haskins um, has fallen by the wayside. So hopefully this move lights a fire and motivates him. Um, we know that they are limited offensively, uh, but at the end of the day, we we want to see something out their quarterback um, that can at least uh, f- uh, find a way to inspire the guys that are around you. Yeah, that is certainly an interesting development that. We're going to be keeping close tabs on as Washington continues its season. And we have another major story, Jarrell, that broke on Monday, which is something that everybody in the NFL world has been calling for because of his many questionable moves since he took over the GM job as well. Bill O'Brien, the Texans finally parted ways with him after an 0-4 start to the 2020 season. Many NFL players, former players, are chiming in on this move saying, man, it's about time they got rid of this guy. What are your thoughts on that? I would agree with the rest of the players. I mean, too many times we've seen organizations uh, are so quick to discard players, um, you know, with because they're, because of lack of play, lack of, you know, putting up statistics, uh, you know, and just under and just underachieving. And, and, and many times we've understood that, it's realistically the player and just the situation um, that that kind of uh, that takes the tail. I mean, obviously, every player that's left Miami since leaving Miami and being under Adam Gase, the success that they've had uh, tremendously, and and then all of a sudden you see Bill O'Brien. Um, you know, I have o- I have no idea who appointed this guy general manager. He's never he's never been a general manager before. Um, he's been in the NFL, had success being an assistant under the Patriot realm goes to Penn State, they underachieve, then gets opportunity with the Houston Texans. Along the way, I'm trying to understand at what point does that qualify him to be a general manager of a national football team? And I just don't um I just don't understand where that move came from. And and uh and realistically, you know, once he started to get rid of his star players, and I mean these are guys that are producing for them year in and year out, especially Jadavian Clowney with the injuries to JJ Watt and him going out there and still being able to produce uh, it, it just was very mind boggling to me that he would, you know, get rid of a guy like that for a third round pick as well as DeAndre Hopkins for a, a bag of chips. Exactly. And that's not the only move that Bill O'Brien committed, Jarrell. Let's remember that he traded Jadavian Clowney to the Seattle Seahawks because apparently Clowney wasn't happy with the way the Texans organization was handling his contract extension talks. And so he eventually wanted out of there. And then if you go, Further into the book of Bill O'Brien, Jarrell, let's let's remember Dwayne Brown 
one of the best tackles in the game, a veteran who was also traded to the Seattle Seahawks because he was in a contract dispute when Bill O'Brien was at the helm because they clashed heads. And then, of course, you get this whole DeAndre Hopkins trade and you're trading arguably the best receiver in the game for a running back in David Johnson that they had to absorb his mega contract, which he has played underwhelming the last couple of years due to injuries and his aging process. And and so that move really set the Texans fans off. And so this is a move that they had been clamoring for for the last year or so. And as things continued to get worse, and Aaron Wilson and John McClain of the Houston Chronicle, who do a great job covering the Houston Texans. In fact, I had Aaron Wilson on the podcast last year. Great reporter. And he broke the news about Bill O'Brien. And Jarrell, according to him, Bill O'Brien started to have heated disagreements with not only players, but staff members during practices in recent weeks and within the organization. A lot of people turned on Bill O'Brien because of the way he treated employees. And when he fired people in that Houston Texans organization, he was very unprofessional about it, cussing out people on the way out of the building. So this is a guy that is just has a brash personality, and at this point, 0-4, it seems like the players completely rebelled against what he had to say. I mean, absolutely. You know, uh, I mean, it's not like this guy's making four, five, six million dollars a year. We're, I mean, you're walking into the building yelling and cussing at people that are arguably making the same money as you. Um, you know, guys that have put, uh, put forth the effort um, in the NFL and respected the brand and respected how the process is done in the NFL. And um, you can't just you can't you can't get upset with guys just because uh, they don't necessarily agree with your views and they may have some they may differ and um, and, and they may have a difference of opinion. Um, I understand that they were you know, there was questions about DeAndre Hopkins and and the crowd that he kept and and uh, and the people that he would always keep around him. And, and, and from my knowledge, DeAndre Hopkins hasn't been in any incidents in the NFL uh, in, as far as, um, you know, the law. Um, breaking the law. He's been one of the most uh, highly respected guys in his community, um, as well as uh, one of the best performers in the NFL. And then you talk about a guy, Jadavian Clowney. Um, I mean, like Jadavian Clowney understands how the process is supposed to be, how the process is supposed to be run. Um, there's there's a way to go about uh, things in the NFL, and 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 everybody wants to be Bill Belichick. Everybody wants to have that that stern voice and. And hey, I can control everything, and and he tried it, but I'm telling you, he fell flat on his face. And it's great to see this guy out of Houston, um, just because these guys now have a a more um, inspired look to things. And I look for them to to essentially go out and play uh, a little bit uh, more high tempo football uh, this week against Jacksonville. Romeo Cornell was named the interim head coach for the Houston Texans in. Bill O'Brien and what he did in Houston, yes, the guy, give him credit where it's due. He did do some winning for Houston. He leaves Houston as the only coach in the franchise's history with the winning record. He did that while starting 10 different quarterbacks since he took over in 2014, which, by the way, is tied for the second most in the NFL during that time. So he did do some positive things, but the negatives far outweighed the positives especially when they gave him the GM title. That's really when things went sideways for the Houston Texans. But he also left them in shambles too because the Texans spent 
$255 million in cash on their roster this season, Jarrell, which is most in the NFL. You look at the big mega deal they gave to Laramie Tunzel, which was really dumb when you think about it, because when they acquired him in that trade from Miami, they had pretty much put themselves in a corner to say, well, shoot, we got to re-sign him now. And so Tunzel and his representatives really took advantage of that situation and reset the market for the offensive tackle position by a wide margin at $22 million. So, of course, Bill O'Brien had to overpay Laramie Tunzel. And then uh, how about their draft capital, Jarrell? They owe their first and second round picks in 2021 to the Dolphins. So they are in a very bad spot all because of what Bill O'Brien did in that trade game. Yeah, he's terrible. I mean, realistically, you just you're looking at all the trades. Um, I mean, the acquirement of, of Brandon Cooks, a guy that's been shipped around. I mean, realistically, I, I, I think that, you know, Brandon Cooks is always he's always been a high performer, but only within the right system. Um, he hasn't necessarily shined in Houston. He didn't um, and, and it hasn't necessarily been, you know, the same since leaving New Orleans. And so I just think that, you know, you acquire a guy like that that's been on three different teams prior to yours. And then you you, you, you make the trade. Uh, for Tunstall and Steels, and, and realistically, it's just it was just idiotic, man. And and you've handicapped this team over the next year or so, and it's very hard for them to uh, essentially get a guy in free agency to want to come play. Um, yeah, they'll come play for Deshaun Watson, um, but financially, they're handicapped over the next few years, and so it's going to be tough, man, sledding for them. And I feel and I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. That's the only reason why they paid him to let him know, hey, man. You're going to be going through it the next couple years. <laughs> and he's there locked in. And that's an interesting development, Jarrell, because now when you talk about some head coaching candidates that could replace Bill O'Brien, of course, they cannot make any outside hires till the end of the season due to NFL policy and regulations. But here's a couple of candidates that are being tossed around out there. Of course, you got... One of them that is consistently brought up is Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. You have Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman, Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels, but that also comes along with Nick Casario, who's the executive in New England, who Houston actually tried to hire him as their GM a year ago, but then New England filed tampering charges on the Texans for discussing a deal with Casario while he was still under contract with the Patriots. So that pursuit fizzled out for Houston. Casario will be a free agent after this season, so they're looking at a potential pairing of McDaniels and Casario to go together Here is another dark horse candidate for the Texans head coaching job. He's one of the biggest head coaches in college football in Dabo Sweeney because of his familiarity with Deshaun Watson. People still aren't sure if he's ever going to want to leave Clemson, but boy, that may be enticing to make the jump to the NFL with Deshaun Watson, who is one of his best football players that he coached there in the college realm. No, I'm not going to give you that, man. I'm not going to give Dabo the, the chance to make a jump. I mean, when you're when you're sitting on Mount Everest, uh, especially uh, in the college rankings, like you don't want to you don't want to jump shit, man. I mean, if you want to take a take, for example, uh, Nick Saban tried it before, um, you know, Pete Carroll's realistically the only one that's been having that's had that type of success. And I just don't think that, you know, it's for most of these college coaches to just jump right into the head coaching position. 
Um, we're starting to see uh, down at Carolina, they're going through their uh, their growing pains at the moment, um, losing the last couple weeks. And I just think that uh, the college the college coaches just dominate what you guys have done. I think Dabo has been appreciative of, of having phenomenal players such as Deshaun Watson, but he's going to get another phenomenal player and then another phenomenal player. So we can't necessarily always say that um, this is just going to get, this is just always going to be his best player. Um, but realistically, you know, Eric Bieniemy, I, I, I think he should be at the top of everybody's list. Um, the creativity that he comes with, if you're seeing what, what the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs are coming with every week to the table, it's stuff that you cannot, you can't account for. Um, I know Josh McDaniels is doing his thing out in New England, uh, but realistically, I, I, I really love what Eric Bieniemy brings to the table in the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, actually, Drew, I got to correct you, man, because Matt Rule and Carolina, they're actually on a two-game winning streak. Okay, yeah, two-game winning streak. I apologize. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You got to put some respect on my boy Rule's name, man, because week one, they lost to the Raiders, and a close one, they lost to the Bucks week two by a couple of touchdowns, and then they beat the Chargers, and they followed it up with an impressive victory over Arizona. Matt Rule, man, he's doing some things in Carolina. He's surprising me, too, because I was expecting Carolina to be at this point at the bottom of the division, but they're still hanging tight at 500. So Matt Rule, we'll see what happens there. Uh, I was just bringing up Dabo Sweeney because that is the talk. People are discussing him. Of course, the media is going to link him to the Houston Texans job. I don't think it's going to happen, right? Because I think in the end, Dabo Sweeney, he's one of the highest paid coaches in college football. He's got it made there. He's getting five-star recruits every single season, and he's going to be in contention to win the title every single year almost seems like but it's worth mentioning Eric Bieniemy sounds like a guy that can come into Houston work with Deshaun Watson obviously he's coached a very familiar style quarterback in Patrick Mahomes they're both mobile they're both athletic in and outside of the pocket Bieniemy would make a lot of sense although some people think that should that Falcons job become vacant they're saying Bieniemy may actually prefer to go to Atlanta because they've already got an established offensive firepower there with Matt Ryan. I, I definitely think that's a possibility. Uh, but for me personally, I think the Falcons are going to come out and win this weekend. I think that they're going to beat the Carolina Panthers, in which we've talked about. Um, everybody's job is up at stake this week. Um, and so uh, realistically, I actually have the Falcons beating the Carolina Panthers this week. So I don't think that that job is just going to open up right, uh, right away, man. The Atlanta Falcons have been in um, they've been in contention in these games um, at least three out of the four weeks that they that they've lost. And so I, I just don't think that they they're ready to just cast out uh, Dan Quinn um, and these guys yet, especially just giving them extensions, knowing that they have to pay them over the next four or five years. We're going to touch on those uh, game picks. But before we get to the other matchups, Jarrell, I do want to touch on a fan question and and we'll do one this week because of course we have major stories with O'Brien and Haskins. Mason Ains wants to know and this is fantasy football related but I mean you could put it in regular football terms. The question is is Justin Herbert a safe start over Carson Wentz in week number five and for me I say yes because since taking over for Tyrod Taylor due to that really odd situation with that team doctor puncturing Tyrod Taylor's lung Herbert has taken over and he's in fantasy terms has scored 21 points per game and the Saints who he's playing against on Monday night have allowed the seventh most points to quarterbacks as no player at the position has scored below 22 points against them this year and let's look at 
Herbert's resume, Jarrell, he's averaged 310 pass yards per game, 8.7 yards per attempt, which is the fourth best mark in the NFL. And the guy has looked really impressive. He was down a couple of offensive linemen against the Buccaneers on Sunday, which they jumped up on Tampa Bay by multiple possessions, were unable to finish them out. But the reason why I say he's a safe start is because Carson Wentz, the matchup isn't good against a tough Pittsburgh defense. Plus, he's still likely to have a subpar supporting cast with all those injuries in Philly. Yeah, I'm going to go with Herbert, man. I think, you know, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles still have some things to work out. They have a tough defense um, as far as uh, the the Pittsburgh Steelers that they're going to be performing against this weekend. Uh, We don't necessarily know if Deshaun Jackson is going to play. Um, you know, we know that uh, him and, uh, and Alshon Jeffrey are practicing today, but we don't necessarily know whether or not they're going to perform. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Form on Sunday. Um, you know, just barring any setback, they will. But I just think that, you know, what Justin Herbert is bringing to the to the L.A. Chargers, um, the type of offensive power that they've been able to acquire over the last couple of weeks and just him being able to put the ball out to where receivers have opportunities to catch and run with it. Uh, it's just boasting well. And this is the type of offense that Anthony Lynn was looking for. Uh, just the, the big the big plays down the field, as well as um, having some some um, some solid play action pass. We're both on the same page there going with Justin Herbert. He's the way to go. I like his chances going up against a Saints secondary that has struggled. We know Marshawn Lattimore has been dealing with that hamstring injury. Malcolm Jenkins there at safety where he's sometimes prone to blowing those deep assignments that can go for major points. So Justin Herbert is my pick there. Now we're going to get into those game predictions as we always do here on the Pro Football Chase podcast. Action kicks off tomorrow night, Jarrell, Thursday night football, Buccaneers 3-1 at the Chicago Bears, who lost their first game last weekend. It's a rematch of the Super Bowl, Brady Foles, of course, Foles won it for the Philadelphia Eagles, he's now the starter for the Bears. When you look at this matchup, Jarrell, who are you going to pick to win? Um, I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, if they if they are... Uh, if they play anything like how the Indianapolis Colts came in and dominated these guys last week in Phillip Rivers, 
I think Tom Brady is a much more upgraded version. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can run the ball a little bit better than the uh, Indianapolis Colts, as well as the deep threats down the field. Um, and I just think that the, the new um, Nick Folds, uh, he, he really he really underperformed last year. Um, the loss of Tariq Cohen very, really hurts this offense, especially with you know the catching the ball out the backfield and the mismatches up against linebackers. And um and and White and and Ladavi and um, <clears throat> Levante David, uh, they're definitely no slouches coming in this week. So I definitely have Tampa Bay uh, dominating this game. Actually, I don't think Nick Foles is going to be um in pretty cont- in pretty in in contention for this game. Shout out to Levante David, go Big Red, Nebraska Husker man. He is tearing it up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season. I agree. I will go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game, Jarrell, for a variety of reasons. One being Tampa Bay. Looks like Tom Brady has really gotten acclimated to Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich's offense. He looks good. The first week was a learning experience against that Saints defense. They weren't ready, of course, no offseason, so it was hard to really learn everything in training camp in those three or four weeks. They've been able to find some success on the ground. Now, Leonard Fournette is likely to be a game time decision he will practice today and we'll see what his game status is entering tomorrow but this Tampa defense I think is going to be the main deciding factor I like Nick Foles I think he's got some big playability obviously the guy when he gets hot he's difficult to stop for opposing defenses but I just do not think Chicago has enough offensively Other than Allen Robinson, of course, Tariq Cohen, that's a big-time loss. Their run game has been very inconsistent, and I just look for Tampa to shade a couple of defenders over Allen Robinson with a safety hovering over the top, take him away. The Bucs' defense will get after Nick Foles with that pass rush of Shaq Barrett, JPP, Sue, and then, of course, that linebacking trio of Devin White, Levante, David coming at you. Give me the Bucks twenty-seven to twenty over Chicago. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually gonna take. Um, I'm gonna say twenty-seven to thirteen Tampa Bay. Um, I don't think that the Chicago Bears are gonna get rolling. Um, the running game in Chicago is is very lackluster, and is and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are top five as far as rush defense, and I love them. So I think they're gonna continue their their um, their excellent play and uh, put Nick Foles in some very tough decisions. And we know that uh, we know that the DC over there and Todd Bowles wants to bring that pressure when they get into those crazy third and long situations. So um, we we I look for Antonio Whitfield Jr. to add to his sack total again um, by coming home off off the edge again. That's another standout rookie there. I'm glad you brought him up, Jarrell. Rookie out of Minnesota at safety. He has played at a very high level this season. So I look forward to watching that matchup tomorrow night. And you know Tom Brady's licking his chops to win this one over Nick Foles because he's still got that bitter taste in his mouth from that Super Bowl loss. So we'll see Tom Brady come out guns blazing against Chicago. Now we'll move into Sunday slate of games, Jarrell. Rams 3-1 at the Washington football team who just made that decision to go with Kyle Allen. Who are you going to roll with here? I'm going with the Rams. Uh, A lesser mobile quarterback in Kyle Allen. I know he can scramble just a tad bit, but I think that uh, Aaron Donald and these guys are definitely going to get home. I think they continue their high success, uh, 34-21. I will take the Rams to win this one as well, 27-16 over Washington. I know they stumbled a little bit last week against the Giants. They struggled to get going offensively. I think Jared Goff and that offense hit their stride yet again. We know Chase Young, his availability is still in question. 
I like the Rams to bounce back and win convincingly over Washington. Next game here, Jarrell. Now, we're not exactly sure if it's going to be played after all. The Bills 4-0 at the Titans 3-0. It was reported this morning that there are two more players that tested positive for COVID-19 there in Tennessee. And Today was a big day because they were going to reopen their team facilities to start prepping for the Buffalo Bills. But because of those positive tests, they're going to hold off on that for now, putting that game in jeopardy. The NFL is evaluating what they're going to do or if they're going to try to move it around. So that's still to be determined, but we're still going to make our pick on this matchup. So Bills, Titans, Jarrell, who are you going to pick? I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. The Tennessee Titans were on a shelf last week. The Buffalo Bills um, are finally uh, doing what, they are, 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 what they're meant to do, um, uh, run the football well, stop the run, and having a, ph- a phenomenal play-action pass down the field um, with Josh Allen to dig. So uh, if they do have an opportunity to play, um, I actually think the Buffalo Bills were going to take this one pretty, pretty convincingly, um, and I have them winning 30-21. to 21. Uh, just because uh, I think the Buffalo Bills defense will be able to stop Derrick Henry and uh, get home to Ryan Tannehill. I will continue to roll on the Bills train. I picked them last week. They came through again over Las Vegas. I like the Bills to win this one 26-20 over Tennessee in a very tightly contested ballgame because this is a very good Titans team as well. Both teams have physical defenses. I like their philosophy, Sean McDermott for Buffalo, Mike Rabel for Tennessee, and the key for Buffalo will be trying to stop Derrick Henry, which I do think they will find success in doing so. Josh Allen's playing at another level right now, so Buffalo takes it over the Tennessee Titans. Now, next game here, the Philadelphia Eagles 1-2-1 at the Pittsburgh Steelers, who had a bye week because they were supposed to play Tennessee, so they're fresh 3-0, looking to improve to 4-0. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win Jarrell. Philadelphia, we know they showed that fight on Sunday Night Football. They're down a lot of players. They may be getting some reinforcements. Vinnie Curry, who's returning to practice. Pittsburgh is just too overpowering with that defense. TJ Watt, Bud Dupree coming off the edge. And then that banged up Philly offensive line. You know, Lane Johnson's now is nursing an ankle injury. So they win by a couple of possessions, 31-17 over Philly. Yeah, I, I'm going to roll with the Pittsburgh Steelers as well, but I do think it's going to be a closer game than what people think. Um, when, essentially, when you get out the gate and then all of a sudden you go on the shelf, usually um, it takes time to get yourselves back rolling. I know the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, have had opportunity to rest their legs last week, but um, essentially with the way 2020 was going, uh, these guys have rested all year. So I, I think that the game is going to be a lot closer than, than what people predict. Um, Vinny Curry coming, coming back really helps these guys. Deshaun Jackson. Alshon Jeffrey, if they do have an opportunity to play, um, actually uh, boasts well for this, for the Philadelphia Eagles. But I do think that the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers still win, but it's going to be a close one, um, 31 to 28. On we go to the next matchup, Cardinals 2-2. Two two. They're on a two-game losing streak, and they will look to snap it against the New York Jets, who are 0-4. And just about 20 minutes ago, Jarrell, news broke that They will be starting Joe Flacco at quarterback. Sam Darnold 
his shoulder. He suffered an AC joint sprain last Thursday night against the Broncos. He will not be ready to play. So it'll be Joe Flacco taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Who are you going to roll with in this one? Oh, my goodness, man. I'm going to roll with the Arizona Cardinals. You talking about Flacco is a no. Like, I'm, I'm literally, I mean, man, come on, man. We talking about Sam Darnold had to run all over the place. Um, he's their leading rusher, and that's the only type of success that they're going to have. Now you put that back there, Joe Flacco. Um, I think he's going. I think he's going to make some passes. I mean, obviously, big arm Joe's got. He's got a way to put the ball out there. But um, the Arizona Cardinals have to bounce back after an embarrassing loss last week against the uh, the Carolina Panthers. Um, and Kyle Murray has to get going. I'm going to take the Cardinals as well. Big Jarrell, big thirty-four to ten over the Jets. I think they're going to go and they're going to lash out all that frustration from the last couple of weeks on the New York Jets as every other team in the NFL has done up to this point. Look for a big day from Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. The Jets go to 0-5. Cardinals finally break that little losing streak. Now we have the Broncos at the Patriots. We know Stephon Gilmore is the big next player that tested positive for COVID. He will not be playing in we're still unsure about Cam Newton, if he's going to be clear to play in this game. If not, I'd assume they're going to go with Jarrett Stidham because, man, Brian Hoyer was pretty bad, but so was Stidham as well. They're in a very tough predicament. They'll take on a banged-up Bronco squad. Who are you going to roll with here? I'm going to go with the Belichick, uh, a Belichick team to kind of squeak by in a game like this. Um, Brian Hoyer actually looked pr- pretty well in the open field, but when he had to get down to the red zone, and uh, and and really, where the when the field shrunk, and you know, realistically, you have to throw guys open. You have to be able to use your legs. You have to extend the drive or extend the play. Uh, realistically, uh, he just wasn't able to do that. But when the things were going and timing was well, Brian Hoyer actually looked pretty effective. Um, I just think that the 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 New England Patriots aren't going to fall to two and three. Uh, the Denver Broncos, you know, they just don't look. Um, they just don't look good at all, and I just don't. I think the New England Patriots are still going to win this one, but I'm think, but I'm actually going to give the Broncos a lot more credit, um, and I'm going to think I got, I'm going to take the Patriots twenty to seventeen. Yeah, we have pretty close scores. I'm going with the Patriots twenty to thirteen over the Broncos. Even if Cam Newton's not going to be playing, they still have enough defensively to hang in there and create some turnovers against the Broncos who will likely be going with Brett Rippian again. So New England, I will take them as well. Now we got the Raiders and Chiefs. Raiders 2-2, two and two, Chiefs 4-0. and oh. I'm going to take Kansas City to win this one, Jarrell, and by a wide margin, 38-21. to 21. This Raiders defense, they are all out of sorts. They're secondary. They're young, right? But they have been unsuccessful in trying to defend the pass down the field, and the Chiefs They are not the team you want to be facing when you don't have your defense figured out. Pat Mahomes will come through with another big day. Kansas City rolls to 5-0. Yeah, they're going to win big in this one, man. I I think the Chiefs, uh, this is a division game. Um, I know that, you know, uh, John Gruden's going to come in with something, you know, that looks very well. And and, um, and it's going to look well for the first quarter. But, you know, the Chiefs do what they do, and that's what they do. And they're going to figure it out. And I think that the Chiefs win. I'm going to score 35 to 17. Jaguars at Texans. The Texans will be looking for their first victory. And now it'll be Romeo Cornell at the helm and no more Bill O'Brien. And that right there, Jarrell, I think makes the big difference in letting Houston get that first win. I'm picking the Texans to beat Minshew Mania 30 to 27 in a very close game, though, because 
I'm not counting out Gardner Minshew, and Houston's defense has struggled as well. I really think this is going to be one of the better games this week, although both of these teams aren't doing too well in the standings. Keep a close eye on what Jacksonville can do with James Robinson on the ground, but I like Houston to get that first victory. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Houston, man. They're going to be inspired. New coach, uh, new voice. Um, the Grinch is out the door, so I think it's going to be a great opportunity for the Deshaun Watson to really do what he does, and, and um, these guys are going to play highly inspired. Um, I got him winning 24-21. to 21. Bengals at Ravens. We're going to get Joe Burrow going up against that daunting Baltimore defense. Bengals got their first win last week, 1-2-1. and one. Ravens are 3-1. and one. I think I'm still going to take Baltimore to win, Jarrell. I like what Joe Burrow's doing there in Cincinnati, completing over 64% of his passes, 1,121 yards, seven total touchdowns, and just two interceptions thus far. But Baltimore, they'll be at home. They're going to be licking their chops, trying to get to Joe Burrow with that pass rush. Look for a big day from that Ravens offense because Cincinnati's defense, they too are in a world of trouble. Ravens win 34-17. I got the Ravens big, actually. I got them in a score of 41 to 13. I think that they're going to go crazy. They're going to do some wild stuff. And just uh, if they want to come up with some exciting plays this week to test out, um, this definitely will be the team to do it again. So I'm going to have um, I'm going to have them win at 41 13. Panthers at Falcons. Two and two Carolina on that two game win streak. Falcons also one of those teams looking for a win. I, too, will choose Atlanta. I know you already picked them earlier this uh, segment, but I do think that Dan Quinn will get his team to win the first game of the season. They will be at home again. Now Julio Jones will see about his availability, but even if he's unable to go, they have enough firepower. i like for them to right the ship against a divisional opponent, 27-21. Yeah, man, um, I'm going to go with the Falcons. Uh, they were in the game three out of the four that they – competed against thus far and I, I just think that the Carolina Panthers are kind of suspect um I, realistically I don't necessarily believe uh the, the Arizona Cardinals are, are that uh good of a team just yet and so I think that the Atlanta Falcons have a really good opportunity to come in and get their first win. Dolphins one and three at the San Francisco 49ers two and two Jimmy Garoppolo Raheem Mostert they may be able to play I like San Francisco to win either way you know Ryan Fitzpatrick's gonna be starting again Brian Floyd has confirmed that San Fran, though, will bounce back 23-17 over the Miami Dolphins. I like what San Francisco can do offensively, especially with George Kittle and now Debo Samuel back into the fold. Yeah, man, I got them winning 29-18. to I think that uh, the, the 49ers have an opportunity to bounce back and right the ship and uh, just give a really good energy coming in um, to next week. America's Game of the Week. Giants 0-4 at the Cowboys 1-3. Both of these teams are playing equally as bad. Both of them are just playing atrocious football. Cowboys, man, they have been a major disappointment. And I am speaking as one of those Cowboys fans. And they put on another horrendous performance last week against the Cleveland Browns. Defensively, Jarrell, I think that's the worst defense that we have all seen the last couple of seasons. It is just, you can't believe how bad they look, period. Teams are moving the ball up and down the field on them, and I would not put it past the Giants, who have not been able to generate much offense, to operate at a high level, and the Cowboys defense will make Daniel Jones look like the next coming of Peyton Manning. It's just bad, Jarrell, so you know what? 
I may have to go with the reverse jinx in this one. I may have to pick against the Cowboys so that way they can surprise me and actually win. So in a stunner, I'm actually going to go with the Giants here, Jarrell. I have not seen enough from this Cowboys defense. And mind you, New York's defense, they're hanging in tough. They gave the Rams fits last week, so it's not going to be an easy matchup for Dallas's offense. Sadly, I'm going to roll with the Giants 30-24, to 24, but I hope this is a reverse jinx. Oh, man. Um, well, I'm going to even wow you even more, man. I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll with a tie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm going to roll with a tie. 17-17, nobody gets it done. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. Jarrell calling it out with the bold pick. <laughs> I guess both I'm of them are too me. they're both too bad for you to actually pick a winner, huh? Too bad, too awful, man. This is terrible, man. I, the Dallas is going to find some way to figure it out and 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 get the tie. They're going to throw it out of bounds when we should have. It's going to do something wrong. It's going to end in a tie. As Stephen A says, what can go wrong will go wrong with the Dallas Cowboys. So, you're picking a tie. I'm going to go with the Giants just because I hope they can prove me wrong. The next game here is the Colts at the Browns. This is going to be a big time showdown. Both teams 3 and 1. I really am looking forward to this game now. Of course, Nick Chubb on injured reserve with that MCL injury. Who do you like in this matchup? I actually like the Colts. Um I like what they were able to display last week. They got their running game going a little bit. Um Philip Rivers was talking smack. Um, so I, I actually like the Colts, man, to come in to Cleveland, um, get the upset. I think their defense is going to perform at a higher level than what the Dallas Cowboys did. I'm going to go with the Browns here. Uh, I think they're going to get to 4-1. and one. I like what they displayed on offense. Despite Nick Chubb going, they still have Kareem Hunt, who's a top-tier running back. Odell Beckham looks like he's waking up. Jarvis Landry, they're going to be getting David Njoku back as well to pair with Austin Hooper. And defensively, they could be getting healthier too. They've been without Greedy Williams, Olivier Vernon as well. They could be on the men. So I like Cleveland to get this done at home over a very tough Indianapolis team. 26-21, I think Baker Mayfield does just enough to get the victory. And on that note, we'll move to the primetime slot on Sunday. 1-3 and three Vikings at the unbeaten Seattle Seahawks, who are 4-0. Russell Wilson continues to hum along as an MVP candidate. Who are you going to take here? Your boy Kirk. I know you've been loyal to your boy Kirk, Jarrell. Are you going to buy into him, or are you going to go with the Hawks? I'm going to sell him on this one, man. I'm going to go with the Hawks on this one. I think that Russell Wilson, um, it doesn't matter necessarily what you put in front of him. He's finding a way to answer the problem. And uh, he continues to uh, just prove me right uh, that he is a, a candidate for this year's MVP. Um, so I have these guys winning uh, 24 to 18. I do have the Seahawks winning as well. They're averaging 35 and a half points per game. That's all you need to know. Minnesota, they have a very young, youthful secondary back there. Jeff Gladley, Mike Hughes, Holton Hill, and they're not going to be suited to cover this Seattle explosive pass attack. So I like Seattle to get it done at home. 34 to 23 over the Vikings. We'll move to the final game of week number five. It's Monday night. Chargers 1-3 at the New Orleans Saints, who are 2-2. Two two. I like the Saints to win, coming off that victory over the Lions. Drew Brees looked pretty good. Michael Thomas may be on his way back. And Justin Herbert, while I expect him to have a nice day against New Orleans, I just don't think it'll be enough going up against the talented Saints squad. So 
New Orleans will come out on top with a big day from Alvin Kamara. Man, I'm actually going to stop you there, man. I think that the, the, the Chargers have defense has something to say about that. Um, Casey Hayward, we got guys, uh, Bosa, Ingram, I think these guys are going to come ready to play. Uh, and they're going to be ready to hunt against this Drew Brees and, and the way that they get the ball out. Uh, they're going to have to have opportunity uh, to stop these guys. No Michael Thomas. I really like this secondary out there. I think that they have more continuity than what the, the Saints have offensively. And I just think that they're once they get their hands on Drew Brees once or twice, then it's going to be smooth sailing from there, man. And I think that um, Anthony Lynn is going to come out against this defense and really have a, a solid game plan. And so I'm actually going to take the Chargers in an upset, uh, but I think that it's going to be close. So I'm going to give them a field goal, 27 to 24. A little upset madness there to close out week number five, rolling with the Chargers. Should be a good week of NFL football. I hope all these COVID situations are resolved, and I hope that things can get back in order. Time will tell. We should know something within the next day or so about the Titans and Bills matchup. So hoping for the best there. But Jarrell, again, man, it's a pleasure to get on the podcast, talk about some of the trending NFL topics, and as well as the predictions and previews of NFL action. So take care, God bless, and look forward to staying in contact. And I appreciate it again, bro. We're going to keep it rocking and rolling as always. All right, man. Be safe, man. Blessings. You too, bro. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.